I've hit record on it, so now we have to say some things that make us sound like we're likable people. Intro. I've committed murder. <laughs> I helped. I've blackmailed both of them. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess. Oh, here's a story I can tell. Okay. Recently, uh, Minneapolis has been plunged into the depths of winter, which means that I can no longer bike home and I have to bus home. And I'm not very good at busing because I lose track of time and miss my stop. But this week, I missed my stop. And as I was walking the several too many blocks back to my home through an unfamiliar neighborhood, I came upon a game store. <gasps> and I walked in because I thought, oh, that's cool. This isn't too far from my house. I should really check this out. I walked in and it was the middle of their board game night and I was the only woman in the store and mm. I walked in and 20 men, it was like their heads, it was, there was like, it was like there were owls just swiveled to look at me and stare me directly in the eye. Just like the exorcist. It was awful. Were they uh, dead silent and were their eyes red? Yes. So I couldn't leave because I didn't want to just walk in and then walk directly back out. So I walked around the store for 10 minutes staring at things blankly. Uh, and then I bought some new dice. So that's why I don't go into game stores very often. Let's play some D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kat. I'm your DM. Hi, I'm Noelle. I'm Fran, and I was just adjusting my volume. <laughs> Hi, I'm... <laughs> Did you forget your own Did you name? say I'm Fran? Did I say I'm Fran? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out there. Oh. What did I say? I'm Fran, and I was just adjusting my volume. No, I think you said I'm Noelle and I play Fran. No, I think you said, hi, I'm, I'm Fran, so and I was just adjusting my volume. Confused. I'm... Don't know. <laughs> I, I'm volume, and I was just adjusting my Corbin. <laughs> I'm Corbin, and I was just adjusting my Fran. Let's get started. <laughs> uh, let's see. You fought Zeroth. Zeroth lost. He blew up in a fireball. Milava came bared her teeth at you, and then teleported away with Zeroth. Uh, and then you guys went shopping, and while you were shopping, you met the most handsome man in the world, Diamond, who gave you an invitation to his show later that night. Yes. So that's where we are now. Mm -hmm. So Laika turns to uh, Corbin and Fran and says, clearly we need those fancy clothes. We cannot go to the show <laughs> to see Diamond unless we are dressed to the nines. Like we're on the same exact page. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, very science to you, Corbin. Uh, and she says, what do you think dressed to the nines means? <laughs> <laughs> well, wearing as, as uh, big of a boob window as I possibly can while still having it be a window. Um. <laughs> and almost nothing else. Oh, God. All right, so what are you guys going to go back to talk to the captain of the guards, uh, see where your fancy clothes are at? 
Do you want to just like go back to your go back to the inn and see if the fancy clothes are waiting for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you walk into the Thirsty Slavir and Baron, the barkeep, holds up a hand to you and says, Oh, hey there. Hey, uh, we got some packages delivered from the guard barracks. Uh, give me just a second here. And he starts rummaging underneath the counter. Did you see Felina? Uh, I, she did deliver them. Yeah. Yeah. How did she look? She looked fine. Pretty good, what'd right? You, what'd you say? I thanked her for the. Uh, here they are. Here's here are your things. <laughs> uh, and when he emerges from uh, rummaging underneath the counter, his face is beet red. Uh, and he hand he has uh, four soft looking packages, all of which are wrapped in brown paper and tied with uh, white string, just like your favorite things. <laughs> Here, here you, here you go. Um, we actually have a question for you, Baron. Sure, I'm all ears. So I know we haven't known each other very long, but you seem like a really cool guy, and we'd like to get to know you better, all four of us. We're going to um an event tonight. That's why we wanted our fancy clothes. Um, and we were wondering if you wanted to go with, get your party on. Oh well, I don't really have anything. Uh. Fancy to wear to an event. It's fine. We just need to wear fancy clothes. It, I think everyone else is probably okay. It's it's irrelevant for you. You, <laughs> they're gonna be looking at us. <laughs> oh well, I wouldn't want to be a uh, fifth wheel, as it were. Uh, and I, I've got the I've got the bar. Um, Close the bar. We won't be here. <laughs> bar smart. I, I mean, I guess I could. Oh, um, and while you guys are chanting this, Mary is signing Ferret. Yeah! <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I'll get um I guess I'll get Ferris to cover for me tonight. Um where are you going? I pull out the card that Diamond gave us and I show Baron the map. Oh, it looks like that's in that's up in the stone quarter. You sure you guys want to go there at night? Yeah, because we're going to bring you, Baron. Uh, You're our muscle. If you want, we could try to get a guard escort. Yeah. I'll, a guard escort? I don't... I mean, the stone quarter is not exactly where you want to go waltzing around, but I, I don't think we really need guards. Might, I don't think you know how important we are. <laughs> we might want to get one just in case. I think just in case we should get some guards. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I suppose you can ask them. Uh, they tend to be very busy. Jeez. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Thanks, Baron. We'll see you later. Bye. Get ready. <laughs> okay, we need to go find Felina now. Yes. Yep. Uh, was there something else we wanted to do with the guards barracks? Oh, you know what? <laughs> we do have to save Estrans. <laughs> Is the party going to be immediately, or can we go try to rescue the Estrans first? The party is tonight, and it's like mid-afternoon, so we can we have we got time. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. We just on it. We're just going to be on a time crunch, actually, no, and if anyone stops us, we're going to have to kill them. No, this so. is a great idea because this way we can just like get Felina out with us, and then like when it's time for the party, we can just be like, "Oops, Felina, we have to go to this thing, and <laughs> yeah. you have to come with us." Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So let's. Put our um, fancy clothes in the bag of holding yes. and then go get Felina and go. Okay, All right. so you um, 
When you get to the guards barracks, it's pretty quiet up front. In fact, like even the receptionist isn't there. So you you can just kind of mosey on back past them. And uh, there's a gathering space for the guards not too far into the barracks where you can see Sabia is talking to the guards. She has a uh, chalkboard in front of her and she's outlining a plan for it looks like maybe an escort. And she's saying, the king will be approaching from the east gate. This will mean that he will take the procession down the many slopes. We must have guards on each end of each slope, two dozen on the walls, six dozen lining the path to the city gate. All travelers, all pilgrims will be cleared from the road until the king's procession has come through. Do we have any questions? There's a, a murmur, but nobody raises their hand. Says, good. If you have any questions you'd like to direct to me personally, you find me in my office. Dismissed. Uh, and everybody goes to milling about their business. Do, do we see Felina there? Yeah, she's in. Okay. She's uh, chatting with some other guards. I wave to her. She waves back. Uh, and a young man, he gives you guys a really dirty look when you wave at her. Oh. And, then, uh, and then he puts an arm around Felina's shoulder and turns <gasps> her away. to deal no we have to talk to sabia first we have priorities to, we have to deal with this though we'll yeah. come back we have to kill this guy yep. yeah we do, have, we do unfortunately him for murder. have to kill him now though okay let's go talk to sabia <laughs> <laughs> okay all right now uh, she's in her office you all guys right. can just knock and walk all in right. i knock on her door and then i walk in all right oh. and i say Ironically, the security in this place is pretty bad. <laughs> ah. Well, I'm afraid you caught us at a time when we were a bit distracted. The king will be returning tomorrow, and we must make sure that all of... Well, and nothing goes wrong. Mm. We're cutting things a bit close here. Well, you're probably not going to like the news I'm going to tell you then. <laughs> oh, dear. She uh, sits down. <laughs> So the situation basically is that there's a bunch of people who are being lured into a huge, um, like, prison trap. Uh, uh, excuse me, what? A, a prison yeah, trap? So you have a cult in your city that's trying to kill all the gods, and they're also kidnapping people from where we came from uh, and locking them in a prison. What? They're kidnapping the pilgrims from the mountain? I I'm sorry, what? No, from far away. From where we came from, which was far away. I I see. And did you see any of our citizens down there? The ones who are missing? Uh, yes. Yeah. And where? Start from the beginning. And you guys explain to her what happened from the beginning. And when you finish explaining, she leans back in her chair and uh, steeples her fingers. I cannot believe that they would gain access to those tunnels. They were... Sealed off ages ago, but I suppose if they cleared one or two entrances. This is very concerning. So, they're established tunnels? Does that mean you have a map? There's a map. Yes, I do not have it. It's in the palace archives. Perhaps the university may have one. Ugh. I'm not certain. Uh, I don't like educated people. The tunnels were abandoned ages ago. They were used... 200, 300 years ago, when the stone keep was a fortress, 
Now it is a prison. Well, it was a prison. It became too expensive to upkeep, so now it is mostly a guard tower with a few prison-like structures. So your prison is connected to escape tunnels? <laughs> we sealed them off. Have you have you heard of this organization, the Grey Manacle, before? Have they ever surfaced breaking the law? No. I've never heard of anyone who calls themselves that. Lyka pulls out her wrist to show the gray manacle in her hand and says, does this look familiar to you at all? Uh, she leans in and looks a little closer, but then shakes her head. No, I've never seen anything like that. Has there been a history of Torva worshippers here? As much as there is Torva worshippers anywhere. Although, recently we've heard more rumblings than in the last few months. So... Here's what we want to do. We're going to need Felina, a.k.a. Philly Cheesesteak, uh, <laughs> to come with us. And we want to infiltrate and free as many prisoners as possible. Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, Felina is a fine candidate, to be certain. I would suggest you take a slightly larger retinue with you. Uh, Felina's whole unit could go. Mm, no, because that guy is going to come then. <laughs> oh. Could we uh, actually select who we would like to, to pick? Yeah. I, I have trust issues. We have trust issues. <laughs> yeah. But you do not know my guards as I do. And they have been well paired for maximum efficiency within their units. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take that guy. That we guy can, can't come. Yeah, we can ditch him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll ditch him somehow. I'll break his leg so he can't follow <laughs> All right. Well, if you insist, we can take her unit with us. But if somebody other than Felina messes up, that's on you. And if Felina messes up, that's on us, but she won't. And if anybody's <laughs> legs get broken, it's on the person whose leg is broken. Good point, Corbin. Thanks. Unless Unless it's us. Unless it's us, then it's not our fault. <laughs> <sighs> I suppose I must have faith in you. So... Sabia takes you guys down to the uh, courtyard where the guards are, are chatting and training. Uh, most of them have gone back to their duties now that the briefing is over, but it looks like Felina's group is still uh, standing around chatting. And uh, as Sabiha approaches, they all snap to attention and uh, salute her. And she waves and they, they relax a bit. She says, I'm assigning you three to help uh, these three. They are part of a operation that we are keeping quiet to investigate the disappearances in the city. I would appreciate your discretion, and if they do anything too stupid, you have my permission to take over the operation. And that guy who gave you a dirty look earlier, he says, oh, great, I'm always glad to have veto powers, especially when working with newbies. Oh, oh, uh, Corbin. Hey, Sabiha, we're doing you a favor. So if you're going to leave these guys in charge, maybe we just won't go. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this one's power hungry. I have faith in you. <laughs> Dismissed. Uh, so Garit, as you heard his name is, he puts his hands on his hips and he says, so who are you losers? We're the God police. Fran... Uses an illusion to make her hair be fire. Oh. And stares at him. <laughs> Are there any unlocked doors nearby? 
Uh, yes, many. All right, well, they fly open because I use thaumaturgy. <laughs> <laughs> I turn into a crow and I try and fly over him. I'm and... just going to have all of you roll intimidation. <laughs> Good. I got 17. I got 20. I got 14. Uh, he rolled a natural one. <laughs> He grows very pale, <laughs> and he says, I will be right back. And he walks very quickly away, and you can see, uh, <laughs> see there's a little bit of a puddle on the ground. <laughs> we all jump high five. I um, mean, yeah, I think we oh, do. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And Felina and... The other woman who was with her, they double over laughing. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I'm going to walk up to Felina. I'm just going to be like, you know who would never do that? Baron. He's so cool, right? Uh, um, She stops laughing abruptly and her <laughs> face uh, looks quite pink. She says, I, um, I don't know why you'd bring him up. It's, I mean, yeah, he's fine. Uh, Fran winks at her and then turns to the other woman and says, Who are you? She says, Oh, I'm Anine. I, Gary, he really had that coming. Oh, yeah? What kind of nasty stuff does that guy do? Felina rolls her eyes. Oh, my God. He's always just like, he thinks he's the leader of this group. He's not. There is no leader. And he keeps, like, putting his arms around me and, like, Trying I'll to get him. me to go on dates with him, which we he's... will cut off his arms. <laughs> you I'll, say the word. I'll break both of his legs. <laughs> Anine sort of cranes her neck and looks in the direction that uh, Garit went, and then she leans back into you guys really quickly and says, "Hey, should we just like go?" <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Uh, Felina, she says. I mean, I don't know that we should leave him behind, but Anine is already walking away. <laughs> we are following Anine and um, taking Felina with us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So where are you guys going? All right. So the map is in the library. So I think that's where we should go first. I've seen the tunnels and I know where they are. We can just go. Yeah, but like. I have a. I have a. We could have like a map. I have a perfect memory. That. Is debatable. <laughs> Corbin sounds like he has a pretty good memory. He's perfect. Like a- <laughs> I have a curse, and I can never forget anything that I've ever seen. Oh my god! Yeah, Corbin, you made that up. No. If you had that curse, you'd probably forget about it. I would never. <laughs> I've not forgotten a single thing in my whole entire life. Your name is Fran. <laughs> Corbin, what's my name? Leica. Oh my god. Uh, Mary signs to you, Corbin. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I had. Nothing. <laughs> ah, damn, I thought that would get him. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, okay, so, uh, Corbin, the entrance that you know is over by the docks, uh, mm-hmm. over by that Hungry Boy food stand. Mm-hmm. So you guys head down there. Roll me a uh, perception. And it's only Corbin who's rolling this, because he's the only one who knows where it is. Six. Six. Seventeen. Okay. With that, you find the hungry boy entrance to the gray manacle tunnels. But the door, it looks like, has been completely sealed over. With what? Sealed over with stone. Recently? Yeah, it looks fairly fresh. Like, all of the brick around it is very grimy and old. 
whereas this is a brand new slab of stone. How thick is it? Okay, that'd be investigation. Uh, 20. 20? It is a very thick slab of stone, and it seems to be fixed in place by something behind it. So you can't just push it in. Or pull it Or pull, pull it, it out. You know, is very- it airtight, though? Could an ant fit through? Yeah. Or a gas? <gasps> or a gas! <gasps> I think it is not airtight. Okay. Fart could go through. I'm going to be the fart. So I <laughs> I cast gaseous form on myself, and I turn into a beautiful Genasi fart, and I sneak in the seam. Okay. Uh, do you have dark vision? I do not. Okay. It is very dark. So you can't, I can't see anything? Nope. There's no hint of any light? Nope. I mean, you've just gone through a very uh, well-sealed door into a tunnel. So no, there's no light at all. Okay, I'm going to like feel around this door for like a latch or- The slab of stone has been bolted into the wall uh, around the door frame using large iron spikes that have just been driven into the stone. Um, there isn't any latch. It seems like they've really just sealed off this entrance for good. I think, meanwhile, we're going to stand guard. Um, yeah. And I just want to make a quick perception check to see, like, anyone okay. watching us. Mm. A nine. <laughs> you see a uh, little urchin boy is looking at you guys pretty closely, but as soon as he sees you make eye contact with him, he runs. Uh, Corbin pulls out a silver piece. And runs after the boy and says, hey, kid, you want some money? Uh, The kid slows down. He says, yeah? Come here. Uh, The kid takes a couple steps toward you. Come on. (laughs) What do I got to do for the money? Tell me what's up. I I just thought you guys were maybe breaking into something and maybe I could, you know, go in after you broke in and take some more of the stuff. Bad idea, but I'll give you some stuff for free, and I give him five silver pieces. Uh, he takes the five silver pieces. Okay. He says, thank you, mister. You're welcome. Don't follow us. <laughs> We're not going anywhere, though. We're just going to be here playing ball in the corner. So, Corbin, <laughs> while you are off interrogating this small child <laughs> who seems to have done nothing wrong, I gave him five five silver pieces. Um, and Laika, you are very focused on, I don't know, the door. What are you doing? Um, I'm whispering to Fran that maybe we saw an urchin boy who looked pretty suspicious. And then I'm continuing to watch while um, telling Felina and, and Anine to just be cool. Be chill. Please, God, be, be cool. When you look back to Felina and Anine, they are running the opposite way down the, like, from where Corbin had run. Uh, and they appear to be chasing someone. What? They rolled a natural 20 on their perception check. <laughs> oh. We're so bad. That's what's called a diversion. Oh, no. Uh, Lyca starts banging on the door, but also still trying to look normal. So she's like, has her back to the door while she's like punching the door. <laughs> Fran comes out under the, or through the crack. She's like, I think we need to hurry up. Did you discover anything? I'm a cloud. Go into my nose if you discovered something. I just stay out mm. from being a cloud. Do you want to investigate more? If it's a yes, go into my nose. I go towards Sophie's nose. I mean, Laika's nose. All right, Laika nods and says, all right, hurry up. We don't have much time. 
where I, I'm gonna spend, I guess, maybe ten minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna spend ten minutes and like map out as much as I can. So is Corbin coming back? This yeah, way? Corbin comes back after he gives the kid the money. Uh, Cor- I guess Corbin sees that Felina and Anine are running in the opposite direction, and he runs after them. Roll me an athletics check. Well, <laughs> ten. You round the corner and see Felina and Anine are both skillfully chasing after somebody in a gray hood. The gray hooded figure leaps over a cart and Felina is able to leap over it as well while Anine goes underneath just in this like really sick slide. Oh, they're so cool. Um, <laughs> however, you are you just run straight into the cart. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. You, uh, and the man who owns the cart starts yelling at you in a language you don't understand. <laughs> But he is shaking uh, cabbages at you as he's yelling. Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> I fucking knew it was going to be the cabbage man. Oh, no. I feel so bad. You've ruined him. No. He deserves it. Uh, by the time he's done yelling at you, you've lost Felina and Anine. Can I turn into a bird and try and find him again? I mean, yep. Yeah. Uh, turn into a b- bird and make or a perception check. Crow, specifically. Oh, yeah, because you're not actually hard well, enough level. I'm rolling natural... One. <laughs> uh, so, Corbin, you turn into a crow. You fly high up into the sky. Yep. And then you see something really shiny. <gasps> and it's really pretty. <laughs> By the time you dive down and investigate that, and you see that it's just like a wind chime in somebody's window, you have completely lost them. They, you have yep. no idea where they've gone. I peck at the wind chime a few times, and then I guess I fly back to where like it is. <laughs> Laika looks at you like, what happened? Did you find anything? Uh, no. All right, Fran, rather than having you guess right or left while you're scouting, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. an investigation check and I'll, I will tell you how much you can map out. Okay, 18. 18? All right, that is pretty good. You, as you're scouting this, you get, in 10 minutes, you get maybe a quarter of the way through these tunnels. Um, You find there's a lot of dead ends. And in these dead ends, you find people's belongings you do find some small lights uh some lamps that have been left um and you find some people sleeping in these tunnels it looks like this is a place that a lot of homeless people go um just to get out of the hot weather because it's quite cool down here can you tell temperatures as a fart i don't know (laughs) what you discover is that it looks like that left corridor that you had started with that leads to dead ends uh and that you're better off starting by going to the right Okay, so then I'm going to come out, I think, and turn back into Fran, the body that is physical, mm-hmm. and tell Laika what I've seen, and also specifically, I will tell her, do we know any homeless people? Like, in general? Like, that live here? Uh, Laika looks at Corbin. <laughs> I just met a street urchin. We do know one. Well, there's a bunch of homeless people living in those tunnels, so I'd bet anything that they would know something about good ways to get in and how to hide in them. Let's give it a shot. Maybe they know something about the Grey Manacle as well, like why they're taking estrins. But they also might be working for the Grey Manacle. Yeah. So we got to be careful. All right, let's go. All right, so you guys head after that urchin boy. Um, He did not go very far. He is uh, watching a puppeteer in the street. He's watching a puppet show. Uh, and he is 
He has one of those silver coins you gave him, Corbin, and he's holding it in both his hands. And he's eyeing the hungry boy street food cart. He's <laughs> a hungry boy. Hey, hey, kid. Oh, I, I didn't do anything, I swear. It's cool. What's your name? Uh, my name? Yeah. Uh, Mason. Mason, where's your family? Oh, they're dead. Mine too. Like a... They're dead. Yeah, same. And me too, probably. And I, I elbow Corbin. Well, I'm a bird. My anyway. Family, my family's Mary- the sky and the clouds. <laughs> Mary signs, I am my mo- own mom and she's dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty relatable, huh, kid? We've all been there. <laughs> so uh, if you ever need a family... You got one right here. <laughs> Moving pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, we, as much as I would love to adopt a child, we are like 17 years old. Welcome to the wolf pack. <laughs> Listen, you're not the first group of strangers to try and adopt me off the street. <laughs> and I know how this goes. We don't want to adopt you, Mason. I'm sorry, my friend just has a big heart. And a mouth. And <laughs> wait, you don't want to adopt me? What's wrong with me? You Kay. are wonderful, but I, you'll notice that if you look around that we are also children. <laughs> Anytime you need a dad. Like a. <laughs> anyway, Mason. <laughs> the only thing that we have to offer you right now, today, is a job. How much are you paying? Uh, that depends on how much you're charging. Uh, that we- is the wrong thing to say, Fran. A hundred silver. <laughs> Fran, you fool. You don't even know what the job is yet, so I doubt that you're charging a hundred silver. We'll see. Anyway, we need to know about the tunnel system under this city. You know anything about that? I don't know. Do you have a hundred silver? No. But you know what I do have? And I pull out my previous fancy clothing, which is a tuxedo. <laughs> And I hold it out to him like... Like a, you are like seven feet tall. I don't think will, it's going to fit him. It will work. He's going to look amazing. <laughs> he leans forward and he feels the fabric of the clothes. And he goes, eh. I couldn't sell this to a fripper. He wouldn't... It's like two seasons out of style. Oh my god. <laughs> You're a bougie ass kid. <laughs> hey, I know where the good places to beg are. I know what the fashions look like there. <laughs> Corbin Corbin turns into a bird and lands on his head. The the kid screams and starts running. Yeah, well, Corbin clings to his head with his little feet. <laughs> Please make a strength roll. Oh, strength is zero, so that's 12. He's, he's still a child. Um, <laughs> he is not able to pry you from his head. Everybody uh, who was watching this puppet show, by the way, they have just walked away. The puppeteer has just packed up his stuff. Everybody's just walked away from this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm still on his head. What's he going to do? Uh, get off! He screams, uh, and he starts stamping his feet like he's throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> Hope you like the magic show. We'll give you the magic show for free and 50 silver pieces. Deal, deal, get this dumb bird off my head. <laughs> okay, Corbin, let's go. <sighs> what do you want to know about the tunnels? Where is a good place to enter them, and how do you hide inside them? And also, what's the deal with the business that works out of them? I don't know anything about the business. They just take people through the tunnels, and 
we don't get close to them because, you know, people who take people, they'll take kids. If you want to know how to get into the tunnels, just come on. I'll show you when the are the other entrances. Um, I gave him 25 silver pieces for now. I'll give him the other 25 later. <laughs> he pockets them and says, thank you for your business. <laughs> and he uh, starts to lead the way through the crowd. Like a pinches his cheeks. <laughs> uh, he, uh, please make a dexterity saving throw. Corbin also, meanwhile, is still a bird and is perched on one of like his horns. Cool. Uh, 12. He bites you. <laughs> like a laughs. Wolfpack. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the kid leads you through the docks to pretty much the other side of the docks. And you can see in the distance the stone keep that Sabia had talked about. Uh, it's on an island out in the bay. And it doesn't, from what you can see, it's quite a distance away. But from what you can see, it does not look like it's very well maintained. So the kid leads you to an alleyway. And he lifts up a manhole cover. He says, there. You can get in the tunnels that way. Cool. And where is the business? They're in the main tunnel that goes under the water. And I don't go there because I don't understand how they have a tunnel underneath the ocean and it's going to crush me. Smart. He's right. That is the least relatable thing you've said all day. (laughs) He has a point. Yeah, he's he's really got it. He's pretty smart for a dumb kid. Yeah. I pat him on the head and I say, even though you're really stupid about the ocean, here's the rest of your money. And I give him another 25. He takes it and he says, I appreciate your business. If you ever need to know more about the tunnels or homeless people, you know where to find me. And he runs off without telling you where to find him. Actually, we don't. <laughs> Bye, son. (laughs) So uh, by this point, by the way, it is pretty late in the afternoon. You probably have like two hours before it gets dark and it is party time. That's enough time. We can do this. We can save people and make it to the party. Yeah. We can take them all to the party. Yeah. Yeah. You want time to recover from being locked in a cage? No way. It's party time. It's party time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there there is a ladder going down. What do you want to do? Okay, so Corbin, do you want to cast that stealth spell then? I turn back into a human first, and then I cast Pass Without Trace on all of us. Would Corbin know, like, what kind of outfits these gray manacle people wore? If there's, like, I can't remember. Was there a token that they wore or something? No, that they wore gray hoods. Okay. So I'm going to disguise Mary as just, like, a nondescript woman who is wearing a gray hood. And I tell her, this is your first training, I guess. Uh, Torva probably won't be here, so don't run off. And down we go. Welcome to this situation. Okay. First off, thank you so much to Cheddar G for the iTunes review. Your future is, according to my phone's tarot deck app, 
the reversed Queen of Cups, which means stay away from people who bring up the past. I don't know what that means about a future. Also, it says here something about the Queen of Cups will love and raise you like her own child. So I'm not really sure what that means for you, but congrats. As always, please, 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 please keep the iTunes reviews coming. It is a fast and easy way that you can literally make a huge difference for us in our podcast. And thank you so much to everyone who's done so already. It really means a lot, both on like an emotional level and just practically. <laughs> on Patreon, thanks so much to Martilli, Andrew, and Hinora. You guys really get it. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our episode today is brought to us by Eldritch Lairs for 5th edition from Cobalt Press. Cobalt Press loves its monsters, and it loves their lairs. And this shows in its latest book, Eldritch Lairs for 5th edition. Eldritch Lairs contains 8 short arcane-themed adventures for characters levels 4 through 8, which GMs can drop into any existing 5e campaign or just run as standalone one-shot games. Players can explore the trap-filled pit of the dust goblins, take to the skies in the palace of the wind lords, enter the undying tournament, and much more. Eldritch Lairs is full color and filled with beautiful art and maps. And, dear listeners, you can get Eldritch Lairs today at cobaltpress.com. That's cobaltpress.com. And now for a word from Newbie DM, a new addition to Don't Split the Podcast Network. All right, so my bosses James Intercast and Rudy Basso asked me to record a commercial for the Newbie DM Minicast, my new 5-10 to ten minute podcast aimed at giving Dungeon Masters quick nuggets of advice. But I've never cut a commercial before, so let me see what I could do. <clears throat> Best radio voice? All right, Newbie DM here inviting you... Oh, oh wow, that's terrible. Hello, uh, Newbie DM here inviting you to join the Minicast... Wow, that's bad. This sucks. I'm never going to get this commercial for the Newbie DM Minicast done, and James and Rudy are going to be mad at me. You know what? Let me just put this aside for now and get back to recording another episode of the Minicast where I give out some hot DMing advice and I'll come back to the commercial later. Sorry, James. Sorry, Rudy. It's not going to happen right now. Literally make sure you guys check it out. I know you guys are dying of laughter over that beautiful ad and you'll be dying of laughter and uh, information uh, it, after you listen to the Newbie DM podcast. And lastly, a message to Chantel. Which, I guess I can just tell her anything now, since the ritual is complete. Uh, Chantel, I didn't answer your text message, and I'm really sorry. I only noticed it in the middle of the night, and then it seemed like weird to respond to a message that was asking about a party that is already over. So, <laughs> Chantel, I'm sorry. The code word is, I'm sorry, Chantel. You guys head into the tunnels. You guys go down the first tunnel of this, and it is also, it is completely dark. I cast light on, like, Mary's belt, 
So, like, it looks like it could conceivably be coming from, like, a lantern on her belt, I guess, like, under her cloak. Oh, very cool. Okay. So, you guys head down the first tunnel. Uh, There are forks branching left and right. I don't recognize this place at all, do I? No, not at all. Wait, we have a compass. Oh, yeah. Great point. That's a really useful item. And we know Vicente is there. Leica turns to Fran after they pull out the compass and says, do you remember... Anything that Vicente wore? Anything distinctive? Um, I remember that he wore um, pants. <laughs> okay. Vicente's pants. It points forward and slightly to the left. Okay. And there was a tunnel like towards the left? There's one going left, one going right. So we're, we're going left. And Laika, can you like put your hands together as if you're manacled? And Corbin, can you put some fabric on your... Like, please wear some sleeves um, and then put... I can use my loincloth. Very uh, <laughs> signs. Okay. But then what will cover your loins? I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, and then put those manacles that you got from that gray manacle guy um, on and I will use an illusion if somebody shows up because we're prisoners. All right, so you guys head down a long straightaway, and there are several uh, branches that you could take, but the compass needle is pointing straight, so you go straight. Um, And you come down this long hallway, and you do see a light at the end of it. Uh, There's a couple little twists that you take, but the compass needle keeps pointing straight, and you can keep going that way until you come to a portcullis where two figures in gray hoods stand guard okay um so i am gonna cast disguise uh person on myself Mm -hmm. and i am going to look like the beautiful anime (laughs) seroth okay don't forget the boob window oh yeah he did cut a boob window i i have all of it (laughs) (laughs) all right and Um. then i'm gonna push corbin in the back and, like, really hard to, like, make him, like, stumble forward. Corbin knows you are doing this on purpose, and he <laughs> gives you a look. It is that look that birds give people they hate. And I say, hey, guys, you'll never guess who I caught on my way back. They look at you, and then they look at Corbin, and they draw their weapons. Yeah, I figured. I said, you said he was dead. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised. <laughs> I can't be killed. This he, guy died right in front of me. I can't be killed. <laughs> he is immortal. He shut said. up. Shut up. And I, I, <laughs> I hate you guys. Can you please roll a persuasion? Yeah. Or actually, I guess performance live. <laughs> I think perception. It doesn't matter. Fran's bad at both. <laughs> so that's 14. Uh, they do not appear to be convinced by this. Didn't you just come in here, like, two hours ago? You mean our spy, the imposter, Hey! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> you, you've been shut tricked, up. all They're- of you! Okay, you get, you two can make a deception <laughs> I got 20, but not a natural. I oh. got 21, not natural. They seem to get <laughs> more alarmed. They say, there's an, Im- you have a spy? There's an imposter? That's right, you idiots. 
He's in there right now. <laughs> He's going to blow this place sky high. Um, they look at each other uh, nervously. Listen, I need to take these people to the holding cell. You two go find the spy. If he doesn't find you first. You're dead. You're as good as dead, all of you. He'll kill your families. <laughs> okay. And just to give you guys a time check, uh, your tunnel adventure took about 45 minutes, so you have an hour and 15 to make it to the party. Okay. <laughs> we're doing great. Well, we're unless doing really we're going to arrive fashionably late. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So the two guards look at each other, and then finally one of them nods and says, okay, uh, we'll go tell Sumi. And they run off into the tunnels. What what direction did they run? Like past us or no, the other direction? Back into the gray manacle hideout. Okay. And I like clear my throat and I say, <coughs> up, urchins. And then like, let's go. <laughs> we follow yeah, you. Yeah, I get up off mm-hmm. the ground. Um, like I was hamming it up. She's acting like she has a limp. Dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Corbin's clutching his arm like he hurt it badly. Yeah. <laughs> And we're looking fearfully at Fran like yeah. she's a destroyer. Honestly, like, that's the thing that's going to give us away for sure. Oh. No, no one would be scared of Sarah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you guys head through the portcullis, and you are greeted by a very long hallway lined with cells. And it looks like these weren't always cells. They were probably supply rooms or barracks or a lot of different things. But every one of them has been fitted with a prison door. Inside each cell, there's between four and ten people. It looks like th- about three quarters of them are Estrans. They're all wearing Estran garb. Some of them, it looks like, have managed to get clothes from the world below, but others look like they were snatched up merely days after the island crashed. You see, everybody looks up as you come in, but nobody says anything until... Someone recognizes one of you. A voice shouts, Guardian! I bang on the bars and say, Shut up! The, the banging does not seem to affect them. They, the murmur spreads through this prison that, Guardian, one of the Guardians is here. Two of them. I recognize the other one. The Guardians are here. The Guardians! Lyka puts a finger to her lips and says, Shh! Yeah, Corbin does the same. Yeah. On, on either side, we... Yeah, and yeah. we're like, be fucking cool, dudes. <laughs> Corbin, be cool. Corbin winks. Yeah. The murmur dies down. And then you walk a little bit further in and somebody from behind you calls, is she alive? I already uh, told you guys this last time. Be, be quiet. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> and uh, all of this commotion causes three gray manacle foot soldiers to come out from in one of the other tunnels. What's going on in here? There's a spy. <laughs> He's going to kill you all. Shut up. Fran like rolls her eyes really big and is like, just more uh, islanders to hand in. Hey, one of the guards mm-hmm. says, hey, Zayroth, aren't you? Didn't you just go? And he points to the opposite direction. Didn't you just hear about the spy? There's a spy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I uh, kick Corbin. <laughs> He's gonna blow this. Place. I kick like <laughs> <laughs> Corbin falls to the ground and rolls <laughs> and screams out in fake pain. <laughs> like it does the same. <laughs> it's a dire situation. You should go talk to Sumi. 
they lo- all look at each other and they say, well, we- Sumi told us to stay here and guard the prisoners, so here's where we're staying. Then you'll die. <laughs> if you want to explode, yeah, hold your positions. Um, One of the Grey Manacle soldiers comes up to you and uh, Corbin. Mm-hmm. Does a 15 hit your AC? It meets it. Yeah. yeah. It All right. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He hits you over the head with his club. You take four damage. <laughs> okay. So these guys are maybe staying. It seems like it. They've come over to start beating up Corbin. <laughs> um, uh, can I roll intimidation? Yeah. And can I also roll persuasion based on what I said before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I got bad on my persuasion. I got bad on my intimidation. <laughs> All right. So they're staying. <laughs> so they are neither intimidated nor persuaded by you. All right. Um, I think it's time for sleep darts. What do you guys think? Ooh. Oh, dang. We have so many sleep darts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can I roll? Can I make a stealth roll to use one of my sleep darts to hit the one that just hit me, like in a vulnerable yeah, like you're on the ground by him, so you could try yeah. get him in like the foot. Plus two, so that plus comes twelve. To twelve. Well, so yeah, you um, attempt to stick it into this man's leg. However, it gets tangled up in his pants, and uh, you are not able to pierce his pants. Thick pants. Yeah, they're very sturdy material. Well, that's happening. I want to try and sleep dart the other guard <laughs> that's closer to me. <laughs> are you doing this as a ranged attack or as a? I'm gonna try and get close to him. Okay, and first make a stealth roll. Okay. Great. I got 20 and 29. You're stealthy. Okay. I rolled a 17 plus something. Okay. I hit him. Yeah. He makes a constitution save, right? Uh, Yeah, he passed that. So he looks down. So where did you try and stab him with? In the neck. You stabbed him in the neck? He looks down at his neck, and then he looks at you, and then he sees that you do not have any actual manacles on, because you she, were able to- She does have manacles on. Well, but they're not attached. <laughs> they're not attached. <laughs> um, I'm going to grab his face and headbutt him. All right, make an attack roll. Um, Let's roll initiative, actually. Hold on. Oh, yeah. You'll get a surprise round on him, but- I got four. <laughs> I got a nine. I got 13. Okay, so uh, Laika, you have your surprise round first. I rolled a 19. All right, that hits. Six. Okie dokie. All right, so then at top of the order, the guard that you just hit is going to retaliate against you. And he is going to miss you very badly. Laika, it's your turn again. All right. Um, I want to cast darkness again, but that would do nothing. Don't do <laughs> that. I'm not going to do it. It just... <laughs> That I want to. So I'm going to use Channel Divinity to cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see. Yeah. Okay. So he has to make a what? Dexterity saving throw? Okay. He does not make that. He is restrained. So then after Laika, it's the guard that you just hit. Okay. He, the second guard misses and now it is Corbin's turn. So one of them is restrained, right? Yeah. One of them is restrained. Okay. Um, the one that uh, got hit, is that the one that was over me? Yeah. Okay. I would like to take my spear. Mm-hmm. And I would like to brush it up against... Like, what's he wearing? I, he's <laughs> wearing leather armor and a gray hood. Okay. So, like, the this is going to be graphic, but, like, I really want to get him, like, at the junction of his hip in, in the inside of his leg, like, where there's the hole, the break, and the armor. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 
So, um, this is oddly specific. Continue, though. I just have envisioned it in my brain. Okay. Yeah, go for and it. And I want him to suffer. Because I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Don't look at me that way now. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brush him with my spear. Hopefully. Nice. That is... Uh, twenty, but not natural. You do better than you than brush him. You stab him <laughs> right in the joint between his hip and his leg, and he Dope. screams in pain. Dope. Uh, and you cripple him. So <laughs> roll damage. Nine damage. Okie dokie. He's looking pretty bad off, and he is crippled. He's on the ground, screaming in pain. Dope. Mary is going to cast Shield of Faith, and she is going to cast it on Corbin. Uh, a shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice, granting you plus two to the uh, to AC for the duration. Dope. Strong yeah. as fuck now. All right, so that's Mary's turn. Now it's Fran's turn. Okay, so the people who are going to find Sumi, where did they go? Like, are we, the place we are in, does it, does it end or does it have an exit on either side or what? There isn't, uh, you can see there's an exit all the way on the other end of the hallway, you, I don't think, saw where the two people who ran through the portcullis went. Well, they went the direction that we are, though. Was there anywhere yeah. else for them to go? Yeah. there. I mean, there's all sorts of little tunnels that go off of this one. Okay. Um, and a lot of, you know, prison cell doors. Okay. Did these portcullises have, like, levers? Yes. I think I'm going to close the one that, like, we came through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to run past them as if I'm Sarah that I don't want these two to escape and close the portcullis. All right. So that was Fran's turn. Now it is another guard. That guard is going to go after. Is he still ensnared? Oh, this is that guy. He gets to make a strength of ducks. That's a natural one. He is still <laughs> ensnared. <laughs> Can't do shit. He cannot do shit. And now it is back up to this guard. He's gonna. This one's going to attack Corbin. And that's going to be a 15, which I know meets your arm. No, it doesn't. Not anymore. Not Thanks to Mary. He, he slams his club into you, but it just deflects off your magical shimmering armor. Dope. And now it's Lycus turn again. All right. I'm going to attack. Can I try and just like roll to knock the guy who's ensnared unconscious or I have to get him? If you roll real good, yes. It'll be six plus seven. No, that doesn't do it. I'll try again. A uh, natural 20. Natural 20. You <laughs> knock that guy out. He is now slumped over being held up by spectral vines. And then it is the guard who is incapacitated on the ground screaming in pain. He is going to swing wildly with his club at Corbin, who's the closest one to yeah, him. Like under him, probably. And a weird pervert. Oh, that is uh, that is a 19. That is going to be six damage. And now it is Corbin's turn again. Cool. I'm going to kill him. (laughs) Yeah. Kill him. (laughs) I guess I'll caress him again with my spear. (sighs) It's like 20. That hits. Three something or other. Yeah. Okay. Four. He is just barely clinging to life. He is on the ground. Rolling in pain, bleeding out, but still alive. Okay. Uh, and now it is Mary's turn. Um, and she points to the guard who's still looking okay and casts blindness. And he begins clutching at his eyes and screaming, My eyes! I can't see! I can't see anything! So you have one blind guard. One 
unconscious, one rolling on the ground, screaming in pain, I'd say like 200 prisoners, and a party to get to. love like the the like anime tropiness of like sailor moon style us trying to save these people but also make it to the dance yeah. on time like, yeah. very good, it's really good it is true it's yeah. very wonderful do you like to become a member of the group Do you like to take your place in the pack, so to speak? Do you like to enter the retinue? Then you should try Join the Party. Join the Party is an inclusive, character-driven, 5e real play podcast. Join Johnny B. Goodlight, Inara Harthorn, and Designation TR8C as they join each other in a party and go on a dope adventure. When three unlikely heroes are plucked from jail to defend the wedding of the millennium, they're sucked into an adventure of talking gargoyles, anarchist bandits, and royal betrayal. Something old, something new, something borrowed, and something that might kill you on Join the Party. If you don't know your D20 from your D8, learn the rules of Dungeons & Dragons while listening along with our beginner track. Or if you're a gaming veteran, get straight to the action with episode one. Subscribe to Join the Party on iTunes, Acast, or wherever you listen to podcasts.